Yo, what's good, First Smoke family? Yes, episode 94, Styles P. We're in New York with it. We're at the Stone Pizza Lounge. Shout out to Pizza Pusher. If you haven't already, go get the merch. I think the Family Ties tea, it's already sold out. There might be an XL left on that. Go check it out, shop.fsotd.com. Shout out to Dr. Dauber, drdauber.com. Go get an excess, use our code. Go check out the website, fsotd.com. If you haven't already, um, our plans with that is to make it an app. So rock with us, check it out, see what you think about it. Hit us up at First Smoke of the Day on Instagram. Shout out to Grow Generation, growgeneration.com. Use the code First Smoke 10. We got you on that. And shout out to Drip Hydro, man, for real. And shout out to Mood Trays, too. Mood Trays, moodtrays.com. Use the code First Smoke. They're going to hook you up. Tell them the family sent you. Every one of these people is going to hook you up. We're waiting on you. We'll see you there. But without further ado, man, Styles P. Come on, man. It's legendary. Let's go. Then we got my man Styles P. What up, what up, what up, what up? I mean, I've been around from the days before Green hit. Like, I, I actually smoked my first green weed from God Bless the Dead, the great B.I.G. We invented New Day East Coast culture. So you're on the corner and they say, Piff or, piff or Sour, which one you grabbing? You know I'll grab it. It's really about the respect and the power we have as a unit and then the money we can get from that. Yo, what's up, man? We're back. It's first smoke of the day. It's episode 94 today. We're live from the stoned gourmet lounge, smoking lounge here, courtesy of Pizza Pusha. Mm-hmm. Word. It's boy Pat God in the building, co-host Blackleaf. Big legend. New York City legend. Then we got my man Styles P in What up, what up, what up, what up? What's up, gentlemen? Love the love. What's up, Appreciate man? you coming, man. Making time, for real. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. First off, man, what you got lit right there? Courtesy of one of y'all people's man, thank That's you. I got a great. Smack. I got a, you know, you a, this is not a fucking joke. This show. <laughs> I needed a hassle. They provided me one. I got my homie Fidel's joint right here. I got a melon berries. Shout out to Fidel too. His solid homie. Yeah. Fideli ting. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. Yo, it's a crazy weekend. What we're two days past four twenty. Mm-hmm. How'd your four twenty go this it was year? Pretty fucking amazing. Everybody Didn't said I it. see you guys on four, pre-420, right? I saw you on stage. Yeah, on stage, yeah. Crushing yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, I started with you guys. Yeah. I was fucking hot at a whole night. And the next day, and high again today. And it's pretty been a pretty awesome week, I must say. It's good. You know, um, for me, I appreciate it because I, I want to say the this 420 and the past 420, um, I got to see a lot of people that are not from New York. Like a lot of, you know, Cannabis, um, connoisseurs, entrepreneurs, um, just stoners, lovers of the culture, to see them all in the city and, and floating around and so many good brands um, and people, you know, mixing and mm-hmm. getting familiar with each other is always cool. So, you know, I'm from New York, but my lungs are from California. Yeah. You know? Because you're going way back. Um, and this year I felt like it was a lot of international people starting to spread even further. Definitely, Cause like yeah. you said, last year and this year, yeah. you saw that Washington square park going crazy. Beautiful. 
We met last year at Washington Square mm-hmm. Park, courtesy of Astro Club. Yeah, Matt, definitely Matt and Ben, those my yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah so. that was that was pretty dope, and that was dope because it was um for me that was like the start of it because it was it was very nostalgic. Um, some old. I mean, I did. I used to do that before I even made it in rap. So to be back in the park on such a a huge magnitude that many years later. Almost thirty over twenty something years later, it's fucking pretty amazing. And just to see, um, like I said, so many, you know, renowned cannabis connoisseurs and entrepreneurs and smokers and dealers and everybody in between was just pretty fucking awesome for the city, you know? For it's, me personally. The industry's growing and right Definitely. now New York is where it's at. It's the scene is live here. Yeah. The energy's crazy. Yeah. People are welcomed. Definitely. You know? I think that's how New Yorkers roll. Like New York is a, a melting pot, you know, yep. full of all type of people, and um, we like to get high. <laughs> that's a fact. That's a fucking fact. That's New York's always been mm-hmm. the number one, you know, I'd say market for consumption. Like how much gets consumed in one place. Yeah, is like you're not, yeah. you're not touching that. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. and that's crazy. Legacy um, of fireweed, and it goes way back. Yeah. You know, talk about it, you know, growing up and shit. What was it like growing up in New York? It was fucking pretty awesome for me. Um, you know, it's the it's the mecca of hip hop. Like I said, it's um it's very fast up the up the pace place. Uh and you know, as a stoner though, like as a stoner for me personally, it's good to see the the evolution. I mean, I've been around from the days before green hit. Like, I, I actually smoked my first green weed from God Bless the Dead, the great B.I.G. Intro Damn. to Hydro. That's how I, we was introduced to Hydro. Before that, we were smoking, like, chocolate. Um, then, you know, went on to, shout out to my um, OG, legendary Branson. You know, um, then blowing Branson and then just getting familiar with with different green weed and then going to Cali and getting high was just kind of the game changer. So to see the game grow so much and people now getting more common to more flavors and strains, because back then from New York, it was, um, they going to smoke just fucking sour and haze and that was fucking <laughs> it like you could like it was a time like you had we, yeah, we yeah. if you was if you was on the streets right like just say if you was you know doing shit on the streets and you tell a dude yo i got some kush he like nah 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 and you it's like yo this shit is fire this shit is kush he'd be like nah 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 and you have to remarket it next week y'all got some super sour <laughs> and they'd be like yeah all right i'll buy that shit it's the same fucking pack i just showed you last week but everybody was smoking sour and haze, so to to see it advance from sour and haze to Kush to cookies and to now all these fucking extremely high, you know, THC involved strains is fucking pretty incredible for me. Yeah. I love to see it. So you're on the corner and they say piff or piff or sour, which one you grabbing? You know I'll grab a sour. Okay. I'm mean, definitely grab a salad. Like piff, you know, piff is like the appetizer. Like mm. a good, a good sativa is like for me. Like mm-hmm. I don't, you know, everybody thinks they have to smoke the same. Get high. What? Well, do what works for fucking you. Don't worry about what the crowd's doing. Your man's doing. Do what works for you. So I like um. Actually, I would say my favorite sativa is um some good Jack. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, some if it's some fire Jack, um, uh, haze Jack. 
but it's also it's like the appetizer. It's like after I got really stoned, ate, and I want to chill. I'm gonna smoke a, a good sativa. Other than that, I'm I'm, I'm trying to get blasted. <laughs> yeah. So what what what's it like? You your first time getting put on when Green Weed was with Big? Is this before Big Blue or is it? This is know? after Ready to Die. Oh wow! So I didn't meet him to after Ready yeah. to Die. So he's so, popping. Yeah, he's popping. It was it was pretty fucking amazing. He used to keep fucking Hellman's jars of weed in the studio. Like a Hellman jar full of green shit just there. And um, we, we always kept, and you know what's crazy? He used to love our chocolate, though. This, yeah. this is the chocolate days. Yeah, this is when chocolate was popping. Tell, tell like us what the kids that was. don't even know what the fuck mm. chocolate yeah, is. I don't even. When you said chocolate, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. It's, a, it's a tie, yeah. It's just like a form of tie, yeah. You nailed it. You nailed it. It's like tie, a, yeah, yeah, basically. So that was what the the strain was back then. That was the the nice shit, like some some dark yard weed, like Jamaican weed. When I say yeah, yard, yeah, some yeah, dark. I know exactly. No what seeds, dank. You know that was the that was the first form of like fucking high potent powerful shit. That came after skunk and shit. Like mm-hmm. this one, yeah. skunk was like nobody wanted skunk. You want Buddha? Yeah. You want Thai? Yeah. You want you know shit like that? So it went from that to hydro, and then from hydro to everything else, and that's how I kind of remember. Once you got on the drill, you you weren't looking back. Nah, it was no looking back. We still kept chocolate, there. but I've always been the. Um, Whatever works the best. Ooh. I like the highest. I like the highest form of bud. Whatever's gonna get me super stoned. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. As you as you smoke longer and longer, how you feel about also quality? Like you wanted to. Be I always smooth. felt about quality, even yeah. when we were smoking chocolate. Yeah, it was loads of different chocolate out. It wasn't just like one chocolate. And I was like, you could get some fucked up shit. So even back yeah. then, you went to somebody that you knew was reputable who was consistent with a you know a good pack like so i think all we connoisseurs no matter what you're always going to find a, the the best fucking option is the the most powerful shit you don't want to be smoking headache <laughs> yeah that's the that's how we started too like we started on reggie that's a great nickname for a two headache yeah man that's a lost terp though that, that chocolate terp yeah you don't see that anymore mm-hmm. no, it's gone. Not, not at all what were you guys smoking out of at this point that back then was Phillies and White House. I was Philly I feel like, and White I feel House. like New York was definitely on backwoods first. Definitely. Like New York had backwoods. Lit. I had homies from New York though. Definitely. Come to Florida. But Cali, Cali smoked a lot of backwoods too. Yeah. Yeah. True. Old school Cali. I guess just because I'm from smoke. the East Coast, I yeah. saw it like that. My yeah. homies would come down to Florida, they all would be smoking backwoods. And I was just like, it's heavy. Yeah. It's like, heavy. I would say it started with 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 Phillies and White House, mm-hmm. and then people had their preference of Backwoods of Dutch masters, and see, Dutches are are made in Florida, so we yeah. were on the Dutches. Yeah, basically. Philly though, which Philly? Uh, you or I guess for straight White up Owl. Philly, yeah, like, straight regular, up right Philly, straight up White Owl. This yeah. is before all the flavor shit too. Yeah, this no peach White Owls, no fucking yeah. that. All of them kind of different grape and and all of that at the you know the beginning of shit. So yeah, you just went for a regular basic. Philly white out, which then advanced to Dutchess, which because Dutchess were the lighter leaf out of all of them, and then you would rip the inside layer off, just, just kind of leaf, roll, leaf, yeah, kind of roll the leaf or a little strip of the inside and most of the leaf. So it was about, um, I guess getting higher really. 
A lot of people, like a lot of people, and what's crazy in a, in a, a lot of people don't know they're more addicted to tobacco than the bud, and they kind of really don't know it. Like, cause one, you can't really fucking taste great bud when you're smoking all that fucking cigar like that. Like you, so you need to thin your cigar down or do some shit yep. just to even get the flavor. It gets heavy. It. It we gets were on Swisher Sweets heavy too. Yeah, that shit gets heavy. Was. Yeah, and then the grapes came out. All yeah. that shit. Ross, he said he's still on the grapes. He's <laughs> he's still taking them bitches down. Mm -mm. Grape Swishers. When you you, I mean you're 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 known as like the smoker too. I mean from the very beginning of your career, like you you're the guy. It was way back when it wasn't cool. When yeah. you guys were moving around and it wasn't cool to have weed or stinking like weed, did you get a lot of passes or did you have some problems in the beginning? I got passes and I had problems, but I think we <laughs> <laughs> a lot of passes a and I had a lot of problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, mainly I'm fortunate through the job. Mm -hmm. People kind of kind of understand and then uh, um, making good times actually just helped and it was like, nah, this is the get high guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. he's the get high guy let yeah. it be yeah. you know what i mean so it became it became what it is and it's um you know people who paved the way for me meth red man like you know what i mean it's east coast legends also huge smokers um so i was making rounds they already made so it was kind of like you know i wasn't the first to kick in the door i just was a fucking degenerate more <laughs> <laughs> and you put out one of the <laughs> biggest weed songs of all time yeah we're like like literally like a weed anthem yeah it's crazy i mean you can't go anywhere and that thing doesn't show up and people aren't like yeah like that was um shout out to swiss for actually just making something that you know i had a you know i smoke a lot i smoke in the studio a lot so he just made something that kind of just worked for me and i appreciated it you know and it worked what's it like working with swiss it was great. Yeah. It's my bro. Yeah, it was great. So back then the hunger was, you know, whole rough riders camp, Swips, X, Reese, PK, us, um, drag, Eve, um, all the young people on the streets, that kind of just energy is. I don't think you know, people different. realize how big like the Rough Riders, No Limit eras were yeah, for like hip hop huge. and just young young people. Yeah, that were just it didn't matter. It was crazy. Like you looked at that, like those crews, and you were like, "Yo, that's that's yeah. you know, those are the top top people doing this shit." And look how many there are. Like, yeah, crazy. And a lot of the weed brought DMX is in like movies at this time. Yeah. Like recipes, DMX man, Word. Rough Riders is one of the the hardest anthems and craziest groups of just people coming together. And that's all out of New York. Cause that's crazy. You're going from being around big smoking, getting put on Dro, mm. and then you're around X and all them. And, and the rough riders. I grew era. up with X. X is from Yonkers. He's from that's where we crazy, from. bro. X was a legend before anybody, any of us made it in rap. He was already a legend where he was from. So um, I feel like he was ahead of his time. Definitely. Damn. Thousand percent. Yonkers is rough too. I mean, you, you say you had a yeah. great growing up, but I mean, it, it ain't nothing to play with. Nah, not at all. Yeah, not at all. Yo, family, if you want to know where to get all the dope exclusive merch you see us rocking on the show, go to shop.fsotd.com. It's free shipping on all domestic orders. We're trying to hook up the whole family. We want you guys to rock the merch and show us you're a part of the family. All the ashtrays are on there. The lighters are on there. The trays are on there. The stonewash hoodie is on there. The family ties tea is sold out. You should have moved quicker. Um, <laughs> and also, yo, 
tag us in photos. Let us know you're rocking the merch, you're rolling up on the tray, you're watching firstsmokeoftheday.com. Let us know how you first smoke of the day. Hit us up on Instagram, first smoke of the day. You you basically start to blow up. Then what happens? Like where does it go from there? Well, once how, how first off, how did you how did you start like when was it that you were like, yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna do music. I'm gonna, mm. you know. Did the artist start Beach did, Street? I did, mean, did from, the artist start young in you? Yeah, definitely. I've probably been I've been rapping since a very young age. Um, just knew it was something that I wanted to do. Uh, what's crazy is when we got on, like nobody was on from Yonkers, period. So being a young a young man and telling people what you want to do, a lot of people, you know, they're like, man, you better get a job. You better do this. You better get a, you know, better do this. You better do that. <laughs> and it's just and it's like people in, but you know, those fears. So you gotta, yeah. People would definitely would project their fears on you. Yeah. But, um, manifestation and empower belief is 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 also something you should project on yourself and have that faith to believe in yourself and that you're gonna make it. And um, been rapping for a young age and uh, met my partners and. We just did what we did. We had faith in ourselves. We kept working, kept believing. Um, Kiss and Sheik was extremely professional already when I when I when I met them. As young men, they was like making complete songs, like hook versus making sense of it, booking studio time, knowing how to put a song together. Did they um, have someone game? We sold, we sold like in in high school. I used to work at Odd Job at the time, but a truckload of tapes came in. I stole off the truck, of, you know, all the, the tapes. <laughs> then we made a tape. We was independent in high school. We sold tapes in high school, like literally lock sold music tapes in high school. Like, you know what I mean? So uh, those guys have been professional since we were young. Like, you know what I mean? And just making, making great music, um, having a structure, having a belief, having a system. So, you know, um, when you know you could do something, you just, you got to go for it. You can't let nobody stop you. You just got to believe and just just kind of keep pushing and and don't worry about the doubt and the negativity. Just believe in yourself, and that usually gets the job done. You I say that's the, that's the formula. Yeah, that usually gets and the never job. Never quitting. Done. Never quit. Never quit. You can't because there's too many people who want to. I don't care what you want to do in life. What you name, if it's a a lot of people that are doing the same thing, you got to take your time. Let's go. Am I working harder than everyone else? Like, you mm. know, am I working harder? Am I working smarter? Am I working faster? Am I working as good as well? Can I be doing better? How do we, you know, keep progressing in life? So for me, that's how I and the group kind of approach everything we do, you know? You can tell. Did, um, the kissing them, them being well put together at a young age, they had older dudes gaming them down to like how to do this nah, and that, or they were just kind of like, it was just smart, gifted, and just fi figured it out. You know, that's crazy. That's drive. Crazy. To have no one from your area I've basically seen, showing you the ropes, yeah, and just and definitely people who gave us advice and right, said what to course, do. But yeah, that's not nah, that's um. I think one thing about us, music wise and outside wise, we always um. We respect our elders and you know um the ogs that came before us but we always always chose our own way of doing things all around the board like you know what i mean so um self-made would be kind of the statement that fits 
Absolutely. And you learn as you go through experiences. Mm -hmm. What's it like being young and up and coming, like um, putting in work and stuff and, and you're not really seeing no rewards yet, but people think you, you got all this or that because you're, you're doing stuff. It was, that was something to deal with, but I would say it's even rougher now for young people. Like I look at it like uh, we definitely had to come up like that but we didn't come up in a time where it was instagram and twitter there was no social media so it was you know you you you're not worried about that that pressure because you working hard on making sure you keep growing so you don't even have the time from coming from where we come from to kind of worry about that you know it comes with the ropes that comes with the ropes from if you're selling weed outside and you're selling more weed bags to the next dude on the next corner that comes with a certain Anything you do that you start doing well comes with a certain amount of pressure. And it's do you fold? Do you listen to it? Do you, you care? You can't afford to. You just keep pushing. But nowadays, these kids have more pressure because you, you know, somebody sees what you like and sees what they like in you. And sometimes they can't achieve it. Then they don't like you. And then they're, they're after you. And then there's more people who got to deal with more shit. Then you got to deal with people who just talk shit on a, you know, on your, their social pages. You got to deal with people who counts their money without going to work. So it's a like, you know, I, I say like, you'll stress yourself out if, thank God for cannabis. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't no walk around giving a fuck about what other people that I don't love and don't affect my immediate life think I can't live my life by worrying about what you think of me what I think of me matters and long as I'm comfortable with what I think of me I'm good with everybody else as long as I'm not violating them or disrespecting them I don't have to float everybody's boat I don't I don't have a need to be liked or loved by everyone like that's not what I was put on earth to do so I don't I don't live my life from that standpoint like you know what I mean it's like you fuck with me you fuck with me cool i appreciate it i respect you if you don't fuck with me i respect you as long as you don't disrespect me but i live in my life based on what the fuck other people think are there you know what what's going on in their minds like you know what i mean it's like the you can't let other people's actions control what you're doing you know that's it that's how i view it that's nah, real shit it's like uh you know people pleasing shit like that yeah or rob you of your own happiness i know it's probably a lot of pressure um as you're going and, and you guys start like what was it like when you started like hitting the road and like you know doing shows in other spots and like touring and we, these eras were like just so different we had so much fun that it the pressure we have a lot of fun you ignore the pressure you or you deal with it you understand it comes mm -hmm. with it like we was we were living our lives we were we, we were doing something that we said we was going to do. Um, and to get on the road and start traveling and, and seeing different places, meeting other people, um, getting good bags of weed from places, <laughs> exactly. having, going to parties, having fun, making money. You, you know, it's pressure, but it's more pressure not having a job. It's more pressure with you know, running in and out of the spot, worrying about going to jail, worried about getting shot, worried about, you know, paying, not being able to pay your bills, worrying about pulling double shifts. Like, so you can't, you can't let the pressure break you. You just, you deal with it. You deal with it and you continue to have fun and enjoy the good times. 
and know that pressure comes with it. Anything you do and that's worth doing is going to come with a certain amount of pressure or should, or it's going to come with a certain amount of you having to deal with negativity at some point because it's part of positivity. You can't have yang without the yang. You can't have the, the light without the dark. They go hand in hand. So it's like, it's all about how you deal with it. And that makes the difference. That makes the world a difference. Once again, shout out to cannabis. Yeah, for real. <laughs> the amount of bags that you've been handed over the years, you've seen the amount of strains, the amount of growers that have tried to get you product. Anything, anything stand out or one city that you're like, man, this city just always got it. That's Obviously, a few cities. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, definitely Cali. I mean, definitely um, for me to, for me, I always, um, the Bay, LA, Portland. Okay. Oregon has fireweed, Seattle, uh, Denver, of course, Detroit. Okay. Hell yeah. Uh, Shout out to Detroit. Yeah. And then just every state with just good people who know how to hustle, who know how to acquire shit from everywhere. So it's kind of like, you know, uh, to be anywhere, to be a stoner, you know, it just somehow you, when you're in a certain club, like I, I consider it to be like a, a society of its own, so to say, like if you're really about that bud and that life, you seem to just always connect with the people who are and that connection grows and grows. And then out of nowhere, it's just a kind of couple sets of, of certain people that even if you get somewhere, you now know where to go, who to call. And and vice versa, like you know what I mean, and that's what the that's what the the community is about, you know. It's like being on vacation, someone smoking. You just become, you just click up. Yeah, you know, Definitely. it's just like if you're somewhere else, you know, it's just like oh shit. Yeah, you know, you make friends just going about. Yeah, like, part of the common connected. denominator, like yeah. um. I happen to be plant-based all the way around. I mean, I smoke plants. I eat plants. Um, I sell fruits and veggies at Juices for Life. I sell herbs and oil at Pharmacy for Life. But if you, like, I look at it from this point, like, um, when you look at the world, and especially the world of pot and just being a certain thing, like, I knew my my first white homies just gave me some of the best pot I've ever had, like, in the early days, I knew to hang out with or connect with certain people from certain circles because they had they, you know, hands on certain weeds. So it's like, that's my fucking dog. He's going to get that bud. He's cool. He like music, this and that. So pot is really the common denominator. It's a plant that's a common denominator that makes people from different races, different backgrounds, different countries, different shapes, sizes, forms connect through the power of the plant. So that's the one thing I don't like about today's culture with, with cannabis, to be honest with you. Um, I love the spirit of collab. And I feel if you're a good grower, a good hustler, a good whatever, everybody should be doing some kind of collab because people divided with trying to have the best this and best that and then you hate all the other deals. Like that's not what the that's not what stoner life's about. Like that's nah. the act, that's exact opposite of what yeah. being a stoner it is, is really about. Like, like that. there's enough money and enough bud for everybody to where your ego shouldn't be evolved when it comes to the plant, like either you fuck with a person or you don't, but you don't have to knock somebody else's shit or nobody has to hate on nobody else's shit. Like I don't really, even a, the popular brands who do that, I go, these guys don't really know about the fucking way of the stoner. That is not the way of the stoner. 
Not at all. You know what I mean? It's supposed to be a common denominator, something to make you feel good. That's how people first started linking through, you know, good fucking bud. Mm -hmm. You know? 100%. Man, that's so true. It's like, it it goes on and on, right? It's a ripple in our culture where it's like, it all started with share, inclusiveness. Like like you said, where you see somebody or you smell something, you're like, yo, what up? Oh, man, yeah. And then you, everyone connects, like he's saying, it with big with DMX with all these rappers like the underlining was fireweed. Yeah, connecting you, you guys together. had a real platform, you know, music at this time too, and being out and about in the world. Like you said, there wasn't no social media and stuff. Like mm. that's that gave you a real voice, yeah, to, and a real way to connect with a lot of real, people. Definitely, definitely, where a definitely. lot of people are stuck in their same city, same town, never, never getting out, never chasing you know, their dream, never knowing what existed outside of their world. That's why I feel like it's interesting, uh, you guys, you know, going around and doing your thing and just meeting everybody and you bringing weed into the mix. It's just like, it brings everybody to the shows, literally. Yeah. That's what's dope yeah. to me. Yeah. That's what, that's what we yeah. like to see. We, um, you know, um, Irvin Plaza, both times we did it to see that many, like there was people who. I'm not going to say anybody's names, but there was people I thought knew each other already or would have had connections or would be cool. And it was like, I was like, you don't fuck with him? You don't fuck with each other? And they was like, nah. I'm like, well, come meet him. Like, you yeah. got fire, buddy? Got fire, bud? Like, yeah. why wouldn't y'all? Like, what's the... Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to connect. Like, that's <laughs> inevitable. That's, that's, whole that's who you... That's the person you're supposed to connect with. Mm-hmm. It's like going... um if you're in a room full of people and then you see somebody who does the same exact occupation as them, you, you should kind of draw to them. Like, you, you know, it's just kind of logic to me, to be honest with you. But that's what we like to do. Um, we, we like to connect and keep the spirit of, of the plant what is, you know, in the spirit of the hippie a lot. Like, Why is an mean? OG? I mean, give an OG gospel, you know, r- r- truly. Because we, we sit down with a lot of people and it's it's tough because we've also been in for a while. So we've seen it evolve and change. And I mean, man, it's it's crazy over the years. And now you guys were like the original culture because you start thinking about who came to your shows. Yeah. Growers, hustlers, smokers, yeah. movers, shakers. Like, for sure. Dude, what, what, a, what an epic time to be around that type of people, too. You know what I'm saying? Like as it grows. Yeah, I mean, and you got to think it, it introduced just even there were people I would have never expected love good times and they're coming. I fucking love you, bro. And come with a fire zip. I'm like, I would have never knew he listened to me. Like, you know what I mean? Or <laughs> he like, you know, it's a fucking grower. He looked like yeah. a farmer. He's in a fucking pickup truck with, you know, some farming looking shit on, but he fucked with the culture and he fucked with the bud and, that's it. That's the connect right there. Yeah. That's the connection right there. Yo, so if you guys didn't know already, everybody's switching to drift. Terps are a really big deal in today's market, but most importantly, so is the flavor. So everybody's switching to drip and feeding their flavor. And if you want to switch to drip, reach out to us. Family at firstsmokeoftheday.com. Let us know. I want to switch to drip hydro. We're dripped out. We're right here, our favorite place to go, you know, where the pros go to grow, at Grow Generation. Over 60 stores nationwide, either in-store or online. Use our code. First Smoke 10. Family, get online if you're shopping for grow goods, First Smoke 10, or in-store anywhere in the U.S. Tell them the First Smoke family sent you. We'll see you there.
Yo, we got a gift from Dr. Dabber. Excess. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can give. Dr. Dabber, come on, man. The home of big things, right? How many times you performed this weekend? You see that one, that one big show that you did? I did that. I did yeah. something the next day. Yeah. I'm going to do something as soon as I leave here. I'm going to go home, feed my dogs, walk them, and hit the road. Where are you headed to? Um, Massachusetts somewhere. Damn. Yeah. Hadley, what, Massachusetts. Um, Action Bronson, Wyclef, myself, and someone else. That's, what's the most shows and like things you've ever done in a day? There's times I've done three shows in a day. Moving around, making yeah. it happen. Yeah. Oh, to see him perform and then to, like, he did at Olympics. And the thing about three of the, I mean, bro, that's crazy. That's great. You crushed it for Olympics. Crowd Thank was you. going three floors. Crowd was bopping. Like, it was a nice spot. Yeah. It was a nice spot. You smoking good that night, too, I bet. Yeah. We smoke good every night. It's yeah. part of the life. <laughs> What's your go-to right now? You have something that you always go to roll up or you keep going back to? Nah, I go with a with a bunch of different things. Um, Lately, though, I've been smoking Fidel shit. I've been smoking Doja shit. I've been smoking Zushi. I've been smoking um Felipe shit. Uh, still cookies, of course. Um, Shout out to Jokes Up. Uh, I got some Billy Kimber in the cut right now. Uh. Hold on, what else? <laughs> yeah, one for you. Smoke my own shit, Strang Gang. Strang Gang. That, like, how's it been on your path of, you know, being it's an doing artist? Good. I've done a, I've this done the a first collab with my brother Skittles. Is this the first? This, yeah, this isn't the first thing you've done. No, nah, I've done a, well, I've it, been around. We, we got a collab with, um, with Fieldy. That's my brother. I love Skittles too. Uh, yeah, that's all, y'all. Yeah. Uh, oh, dude, thank the you. strains, too. I mean, you, Rainbow Runs. You got to really know your smoke, too. Mambas. Mambas. He's talking about Skittles. Yeah, shout out to my man, C Town Gabe, too. That's my dude. I, I like the oh, open, yeah. Uh, yep. I smoke almost. I smoke a lot of shit. Really, though, I'm not going to lie. Um, I've been on Trichedelics Hash a lot lately. Uh, Shout out to um, Puffco. I got my proxy. I've been hitting my song. Right. A lot. His hash is fire. Holy shit. His hash is fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. Fucking crazy. <laughs> That's the uh, I fuck with Castry. He got fire. I fuck with, uh, you know, um, Shice. Smoke Diggers. Smoke Dizzers joint. Uh, I support everybody, man. Man, we've we've sat down with a lot of people too. Not too many people. That's you just name like all stars in the call. Like people really putting out fire. Yeah, we don't hear that a lot. Like you might hear one or two brands. Like you're really tapped in. You know what's what. Yeah, I smoke. Yeah, I call all these guys. Mom, I'm a fan. Like I'm a I'm, I don't I don't just come as an artist. I'm a fan of, of of good bud. Like I'm I'm a fan of good hustlers. I'm a fan of good movement. So if it's um. Shout out to everybody in a shout. You know, I I don't. I told you I'm a hippie, so like for me it's like. What's the most hippie shit? Hippie shit you ever done? 
Live life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never got caught up in home bouldering. <laughs> live, live, live life. I don't think it's about Oregon. Nah, I haven't been, never been caught up in any of that. <laughs> I, just be, I think my whole my whole lifestyle mm-hmm. is just more. Uh, rap is very high end and fast, and we kind of balance that out. Like weed is the the balance out for me. See, I like a I'm a a weird thinking sort of guy. I like fast cars, so I could kind of speed up. And I like great weed so I can slow down. You know, you can't you can't manipulate time, you can't cheat it, but you can bend it a little bit to work for you if you have the right mind state. Yeah. Uh, right mechanics to work with it at the time. <laughs> Talk about like uh, you know, staying motivated as a stoner. Cause like you're three shows in a day and shit. It's easy to tap out. Like and I'm nah, and you've you been not you just that. Like, you've been doing this a long time. You want something, you, you keep going. You you push for it. Like, um, for, like I always thought it's been a hell of a, um, I don't know what people were smoking, but I feel, you know, we keep, it keeps me creative. It keeps me in the zone. It keeps me relaxed. keeps me thinking. keeps me on, um, in, in a calmer place. Uh, and you get to have fun. So I don't, I don't have a problem with being motivated. I guess it's just in my nature to get up and, and go and, and push. I have a lot of jobs, as you can see. Uh, strain gang, pharmacy for life, juices for life, solo career, group career. Also do collabs. Um, so I'm, uh, you know, always working. Always working. Made it your life, though. Yeah. That that's when it, like, goes right for people. Because mm-hmm. I can't work for nobody. I got to work for myself. Cause it, well, it's know? like you're just living. Yeah. You're doing stuff you want to do. That's living life. That's what you got to do or you feel or, or it gets to you. Like, I don't believe in um, having occupations and things I don't love because then it gets miserable when you don't love it. But when it gets rough, when you love it, it's just a, a learning lesson some you, for you to figure out how to do better, how to move better, how to make it work for you. And um, that becomes the flow that makes life a little bit easier to live. What do you feel like uh, the craziest tour you ever went on was? Where it was just like a group of people in that moment in time. Craziest tour? Yeah. Rough Rider Cash Money tour for sure. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that was when they're coming with like down with the helicopters and shit from the scene. Like the production was. There. Nah, there was no helicopters coming from the scene. Not ceiling. a real one. Not like, a real shows, one. But like, I can't remember, but I know it was just, uh, this is pre- like I said, this is pre-Instagram, pre-Twitter, pre-social yeah. media. So, you know what it's like to go to a state, go to an arena, and like before you before you get to the arena, you're pulling up in a tour bus, you're going to get something to eat, you're going to the mall, and it's just kind of like an organic buildup of what's happening. Then you get to to showtime, and it's a, you know, you're from a whole nother state, and you're getting to experience somewhere new, somewhere you may have never been before or you not that many times and to see poop to be able to connect with people and you know um go out rock the stage and connect with them and share that same energy is just a it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing to say the least yeah that's it's big rare. too that's a lot of people on that tour yeah do you, do you make some like good friendships and connect like you did you yeah, definitely. A few people you vibe with extra because you guys are the weed whole thing i mean we, the way we did the tour was it was more you see you like anytime you want to tour with somebody it's you sharing uh 
no matter the length of time you're sharing a, a piece of of lifetime together like you, you realize it either then or you realize it later but just as you seeing them when you want to eat seeing them before show seeing them backstage seeing them after stage watching the show then you see them in another state another state so it's like a it's like a co-worker it's like a co-worker in a very exciting life that comes in increments in certain time periods of you doing certain things and then you as an artist this kind of rotates because you know you may may have had that part of time with you know say cash money i had this part of time you know seeing rockefeller i had this amount of time seeing you know west coast artists i had this amount of time seeing down south artists and just 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 think about all of these people you see within sharing moments of your life with and you know different points of life it's just pretty fucking amazing yeah because though it's different now like with the social media the whole dynamic is different because like when those tours were happening and those dates were dropped like people were just waiting and like that was the thing saying and they like that was year. crazy it's you a big I mean? build up crazy it's like a, a huge build up and it's like that energy is just awesome to connect with you know in like yeah. 2005 or six i saw styles in uh roxy at the roxy in orlando florida and like it was like man the club was packed out bro yeah. it was, it's crazy to think that far back but i just i just remember like showing up for that show at the like in orlando for that crazy yeah you gotta how you feel about florida i love florida <laughs> i love florida. florida yeah you know a lot of sour came from <laughs> a lot of sour came from florida and piff you know what i mean a lot of trips to down nine five man. we're from florida so we relate to I the know, yeah, no, sour yeah. and shit that that's like the first and dro yeah you know we called yeah. it crippy yep but that was like the first you know good shit you could you know expect to get indoor as soon as you got out of sticks and stems as soon as that phase started yeah. to pass yeah 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 they get good beat you ever yeah they go through that bc phase you guys ever get bc buds what's that they were like these uh canadian canadian buds coming in i nah. figured new york would nah see never fucked with them mm -mm. i mean they were probably obviously here but yeah he got the good shit he's naming yeah. all the fire i, I didn't i didn't, it, you know after i think i knew to not smoke dirt in ninth grade <laughs> <laughs> calling it dirt yeah, like, <laughs> that's, what do you think about the market right now with all the saturation it's a lot of saturation, but if, if people can make money, you know, I'm glad people are making money. Uh, it's just don't, don't fuck up the culture. You know what I mean? Um, there's, like I said, the plants like food. So it's meant to be great food. It's meant to be mediocre. It's meant, you know, certain chefs, certain recipes. Um, some people don't want to go out buying exotic. There's people whose lifestyle and you know what they make they want to buy mids or they want to buy lows and respect what everybody you know what everybody's choice is and um i consider myself a, a bougie smoker i'm definitely bougie when it comes to my you know my bud but uh like i said I, I i'm not gonna be a hypocrite there's enough bud and enough money for everybody so no matter what anybody's doing if this, this is the lifestyle they choose whether i like the weed agree with it or not because most of it i don't like, you know what I mean? Most of it, I, most of it's dirt. I, I, yeah, most of it's dirt. Like, especially now, <laughs> they found it. They found a way to make it look good and smell good now, and it still be dirt. Like, 
I don't, you know, just they doing miracle shit now and tampering with shit. <laughs> Get artificial like, shit fucked up. Like, yeah, some you could look at some and smell and be like, ah, oh, and then it's mm-hmm. it's not hitting like that. Like, you know what I mean? So it's you know that's the game though. So, but long as you um organic to it and you ain't fucking with the weed, God bless you on your journey. Like, you know what I mean? Everybody can't start at the fucking top and, and get exotics and, you know, sling exotics and everybody don't got the, the crowd for that. So yep. it's, you know, different strokes, different folks. And some people don't even like strong weed. Some people want a good, like, mid. I'm yeah. anti-mid personally, <laughs> my, my personal self, but I don't knock nobody who wants to smoke a mid, a, a lower show. Like, that's why there's different shows when you look in the dispensaries. Like, people don't, I, that's how I, I always particularly looked at it and then took mm-hmm. it, right? It's, it's the top shelf, right? Yeah. And then it's the middle shelf, and then it's the bottom shelf. Now, think about almost every dispensary you've ever been in, ever. There could be hundreds of jars there. How many of those are good? Now, th- let's do the math. Think about it. <laughs> Think about like your favorite last 10 e- dispensary experiences. How much percentage of it would you say is fire? Ten, like if it's 100 jars. 10, maybe. 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 Maybe, Five right? 10. Yeah. So if you think about it just from a general standpoint, it's always like 85 to 90% dirt. Dirt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, that's a breakdown right there. Start saying dirt, man. We said that. It's true, though. Yeah, right. right. It looks great. It could be somebody you love, know, great person, great people, all that. I don't care what dispensary it is. You haven't been in a dispensary in years and picked over ten strength. Saying you even getting ten is a lot. Think about it. Very true. So what does that mean? It's the majority of dirt when you kind of think about it from a mathematical standpoint. Even the good stuff that you know is good, good. it's old. What do you dirt. think about that and the freshness? It's like you gotta, it's, you it's gotta get the it, right, right jars and yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> should turn the CBD, <laughs> turn the CBD in the back. It, it doesn't. It gives you less of what you want out of the weed. Yeah, definitely. Grew some weed and turned to hemp. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you get that tired, munchy feeling where that's cool and all, but. If you're out doing shit, you got a lot to do. You want yeah. that psychoactive you want part to be of good. it. This shit's smoking, bro. This sh- I really uh, like. It's rare that we get so, handed some stuff that I'm like, I, like these are even these strains are like heady strains from certain people that I'm like, man, this shit's smoking. We source from beautiful. good people. Who are you rocking with on the strain game? That's my partner Owen and myself and my homie Fire. I'm Daniel Holders now. Doubt times belief. Me, oh, and like I said, we, we, as of yet, like we, we have things in the work. We have a, we're in talks with a few people. I'm on a, actually, I was on the phone with them yesterday about searching for some genetics, but also just to be from a real standpoint, I, I, I do make music. Um, I'm a hip hop person, but I'm also not fucking stupid and I'm a businessman. So I'm not that egotistical as the average dude. More people are going to want to smoke the shit I'm into smoking, looking at me as a, kind of sort and just go, I want to fucking smoke Styles P's one strain. Smart. So I don't want to have a strain gang because we're in the different strains. Um, all of the people I name, we don't mind sourcing from other people. If you got the best shit, we see you. Um, we want to deal with you. Um, we had the, the pleasure of working with Alien Labs 
Shout we, out we've to had Ted, the pleasure man. of working with Doja. We've had the pleasure of working with Phil G. So what we continue right. to plan on doing is collaborating with people that we're fans of, that we're, we're, we love they bud. We love how they work. Um, we're not egotistical to the point where we need to go. We, we're New Yorkers, we're stoners, we're connoisseurs, but we also don't fucking grow. So I don't mind connecting and being an actual truthful businessman and going, y'all know what y'all doing. You know this, you know that. I know this, I know that. Here's what we do. Here's how we rock. Because we are, um, we ain't jumping out the window to do no crazy shit because about us, it's really about the lifestyle. But y'all know what it is. This genuine over here. This is real. This is this isn't fluff. This isn't hype. This is what we'll do. We'll be here for the long run. We'll be with the community, and we'll be just keeping it authentic for our lifestyle for ourselves without needing any hype. But as I said, we've had the pleasure of working with all all top all curators, top dogs, straight like, up. You know what I mean? You're we in the know because you the, really smoke. Intend really... to do the same thing and have you know have different. Actually, we don't want. To go, all right, we're just working over here. We're just working over here. We're just working with them. No, that's not Try to box what we're into. Like, we like smoking. That's like going, I just want to buy a certain, nah, anywhere we go, we have so a fucking a good bud. Like, it's, we we want to smoke it. We want to get the experience. Like, I met, I met fucking, I met, I met Stax Sushi. I met him years ago in the, either in the gray area. Uh, in Amsterdam in Amsterdam at the green green not greenhouse not the fucking um, yeah the commercial one that's yeah, everywhere yeah. it's a it's a backdoor hip hop one where you get good tea they play nothing but fucking crazy um, beautiful 90s hip hop and we met them built and was cool and just doing certain shit years later like he's the Zushi like Filzy I met him years ago on the Humble um even my bro Burner, like I, I know Burner from making music with him first. I seen his whole from, you know, his him climb the ladder and go all to the stages. But these are all people that are really legitimate, just fucking stoners and just love what they do and love getting stoned. So we we never gonna box ourselves in. So we looked at for us to be doing um some good shit. As you see, we source we source great bud. Mm -hmm. Um do we grow yet? No, will we? eventually soon yes and right now we're in new york i'm not i don't you know um i don't smoke outdoor i don't knock it so i'm waiting for us to get the mm -hmm. when it gets to the indoor stages is now we're gonna step our shit up a lot more like you know what i mean we got some we got some great shit but we ain't sourcing outdoor and new right now new york skated we're getting good genetics in but everybody still has to grow outdoor and everybody doesn't love outdoor outdoors mm -hmm. for some people um and it's not for other people so we're just doing what we do and right? keep keeping the culture pushing every day. We have been the one, though, I must say, Dalton's belief in Strain Gang. If you've been to the Urban Plaza events, Good Times 2.0 or um, the back to back um, with me and Kish, there's no there's never been that many growers together in one building, collabing, chilling, relaxing, being cool with each other, no tension. Um, that's what we hit it, bringing the culture, and we're gonna keep reminding them. Like you know what I mean. We we also hit to remind everybody who's coming to New York, uh, respect the New York stoner, respect our culture, respect how we move. Make sure you you tap in with the right people. Um, 
there's no need for everybody to be challenging and going back and forth and talking so much shit. Just do the right thing, respect our state, and um, keep pushing in a nice way. Like you know what I mean? Let's make it make sense. Like because there, there are a lot of people who come in and um, this is what I do want to say to the growers. Like there's a there's an elite circle of stoners and smokers in New York, and you may be thinking you could come and sell booth and trick all the people and that everybody's dumb and that the New York smoker's dumb, then you're not a real weed seller either. I don't care how reputable your brand is. Don't try to just fool people or shit on people because this state is not as much of a connoisseur as your state. Like, it's not supposed to be. But corporate-wise, market-wise, as far as, you know, a community of people copping, there's no state in the world like it. So, you know, consumer-wise, just stay on your one too. And let's just all be fair and treat each other nice and keep it as genuine pothead people. Couldn't nah, have been said better. Real leadership, the way you guys, the way you guys do it, and keep rocking and um, bring people together like that, and show that like, no, nah, we're gonna fuck with everybody. Like what I tell people is like, it's like rocking only one brand of clothing. Yeah. Why would I do that? And you know what I mean? Like what? Like makes it no does, sense. It makes zero sense. So of course I like a little bit of what everything of what I like, you know, and you don't not like it until you necessarily mm -hmm. smoke it or try it. And you got to know, you know, and that's how you figure it out. But that's also how you gain your perspective to what good weed is to you, you know? Facts. I so. like stuff like this because he gets to pick the batches, the growers, the brands. It's almost like your hand selecting what you're like like you said you're basically curating your own menu and like obviously it's smoking you know how you got like how i look at it like um all of the people i named they've established themselves to be just just say let's say they're the they're the the gucci of weed louis vuitton of weed celine of weed christian dior of weed uh tom ford of weed nike of weed reebok of weed I just want to be the Neiman of weed and the footlocker of weed. I don't, I, I don't want to be in your position. I just want yep. to work on being able to provide those different brands yep. to the people. That's, that's my position. That's where I stand. Like you said, I, if I, now I find some new fire. Do I want to be stuck in a box with, with just saying I fuck with this? No, I don't. Like there's new shit out. There's new shit coming. There's old shit that's going to come back. There's a, like, you know, it moves and quick. It should be open minded to to everything. So that's where Strain Gang stands. Yeah, it's the same with music. Mm -hmm. If you're not collabing with people, different producers, different artists, and all that stuff, it's 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 moves so fast. Yeah, how are you going to keep up at this point? At this at exactly. this point in time, exactly. You know, Strain might be old to someone in two months. It took two <laughs> years to create. And, yep. and get to market maybe longer so it's like music as well right like an album yep. 30 60 days it could be That's a drake it. album it's getting old like so and, you, and as soon as you quick. put it out like I, I we're in a different time it's crazy you could put a i could put an album out tomorrow and in the comments somebody gonna go when's the next one <laughs> Like, what the fuck yo, I just, just gave yo. it to you today like right now this, yeah. this fire's still on fire yeah. this heat's smoldering when's the next that's one the, like that's the day shit. and age we live in like you know what I mean that's why I say they have more pressure going back to what we was talking about earlier these artists now they, you know it's a lot more pressure on just keeping up with the 
I'm not trying to keep up with Society that algorithm. Norms. I am the algorithm. Hey, That's how I look hey, at it. I like that. I don't got to keep up with the algorithm. I am, I'm, I'm the algorithm. I'm part of it. I'm like fucking Neil. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what, what do you feel about all this AI stuff going on with music especially? I don't, I don't dig it. I don't like artificial anything and especially not intelligence. That's, I think as, as people, none of us do. Like, no, you know, it's crazy when you think about like, it from a, so I'm, see, I'm high part of me, but now yeah. God made man, man made machine. Machine is thinking better than man. And that is God. It's old man's fault. Damn. Think about that. Let that simmer. That's interesting. That's crazy, man. Just yeah. To hear that. It's so fucking true. And it's scary. What's man to come. fucking everything I, up. And man is struggling to make these laws to stop these people like that, that are driven by whatever they're driven artificial by. intelligence is man-made is it true they're gonna have like it's who's who's making it yeah right yeah so you have a lot of human beings that are not gonna understand that a human being actually made artificial intelligence and now people are gonna feel artificial intelligence can think better than its creator that's not acknowledging your creator now you're making a a load of people who are going to have more faith in the creation than the creator. It's ass backwards. I don't knock it, but I'm not a big fan of it. I don't like where it's going to go. I don't want to hear artificial music. I don't want to hear, I don't want to eat food that was made by a machine. Where's the love in it? Where's the soul? Like a machine can't give you grandma's energy. It can't give you grandma's cooking. It can't really give a fuck about the recipe. And say I'm, it can hand it down to another machine, but it's it's no love. Can it feel sympathy for you? Can it feel emotions? Can it give you a genuine hug? Can it like you know what I mean? So a certain, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of great benefits as far as um, time and technology and being able to manipulate time more. But then there's also going to be a bunch of human beings that lose their job who now don't know how to get a job don't know where, where to work why make something that's going to replace man like this is you know so it's kind of there's no need for it you gotta have mixed feelings but then i'm also fucking 48 so i'm not going to be thinking how someone 22 is thinking our mind frames are going to be different so you know to kind of you look I at a lot of lifetimes way, uh yeah you got to look at things from different perspectives so my that's my perspective but then i could see why a young person would have a different perspective so it's kind of like you know you just go with the flow is it did you hear about the is it true of the in new york city they're going to test out robotic dogs or I'm like pretty sure as much shit? as we've all seen on the instagram of them testing out robotic dogs that's just going to be robotic dogs they show you everything and then they insane. give it to you. It's fucking insane. <laughs> like though. they I I like I always tell to people there's movies crime. I remember watching and going, holy fucking shit. And now that exact thing is happening. Yeah, what movie is that? The fucking Will Smith movie, uh The I Enemy of the State. Yeah, Enemy of oh, yeah. the State as well. That's a classic. Dude. Even if before you, the iRobot, that yeah. now yep. Oh, it's the That's show. when it started. Black yeah. Mirror. Black Mirror shit. They show you how shit is gonna happen, then it happens. Minority report. Screening around <laughs> that is screening. Michael Knight. Yo, he's even heady on the movies. 
This guy's nickname <laughs> was movies. I used man. to, he loves used to call movies. me movies. <laughs> I mean, they'd be like, yo, you know, grab an eighth and bring over some movies. Movies. No you doubt. Know? No doubt. What's your go to? What's your you have a number one? You if you're putting something on? You have no. old no. Mm-mm. You like old too, movies? Yeah. Just like strange. Everything's too yeah, it's too much. <laughs> it's too much good movies to say what's the how, how do you feel about movies nowadays? And like the fact that you don't go to the theater and all that other shit anymore. I really. just went to the theater for John Wick and Avatar too. He's had he so you're still yeah, going to yeah. the theater making it happen. Yeah, I mean they opened it back up, so yeah. But um, a different experience. It's definitely a different experience. I mean, that's like when you think about. For me, I've I've had to experience things that kids will never experience nowadays. So it's kind of. Like the movies used to be a big deal back in the days, but there wasn't internet. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't going to be. You couldn't hack the shit off YouTube in an hour after it came out. So <laughs> you wanted to go actually to the theater and see the movie. You knew the movie theater was going to be packed on Friday, Saturday. It's going to be cool. You might have went after school with the homies. Like we used to go twenty, thirty deep to the movie theater. Like some news coming out, smoking bud, chilling, waiting for the movie. So. Nowadays, technology has kind of changed all of that, so these kids don't, won't never have the like. Kids don't even fucking play tag. They don't you know get how out fun of tag and manhunt was. Do you know how there's a I lot do, of kids actually. who will never experience manhunt? That's sad. Manhunt was, you know what I mean? I can't imagine manhunt up here because we're in Florida. It's like it's kind of a lot of like w- woods or whatever. Yeah. A lot of but up here is like, yeah, that shit would be hard as fuck. Definitely, you could. But there's a lot there. of you know, but technology, like I said, now. Back then, you, your homie had to be sitting next to you to play the video game. Now he could be in a whole nother country. You could log in and play video games with your homie. So it's always a double-edged sword. There's always two sides to kind of to look at it. So you know what I mean? Like, I just get high and say, fuck it. Yo, First Smoke family, if you want to know where to get all the most exclusive stuff done for your brand at, it's moodtrades.com. Use the code FSOTD and they're going to take care of you. Fast turnarounds, low minimums, and they know what they're doing. High quality products where we get all our stuff done for the podcast at. Grinders, trays, rolling cradles, all types of the new things that are dropping. Go check them out. Tell them the family sent you. They're going to take care of you. Appreciate it. It's dope that you see both sides though. And you, you're yeah, able you to got to live through both sides. Yeah. Yeah, it is crazy because I feel like as human people, we, that connection is is getting played with since COVID and stuff. Definitely. And it's starting to really like isolate society. Definitely. And I now totally with inflation, with it's like kicking it in overdrive. We're speeding it up the process. Like, I don't know. It's just a very technically fast world. And, you know, if you if you even think about it from a certain aspect, which you have to have been around long enough to kind of think about it in certain ways. Like you go order your groceries off the phone and they deliver it to you. Like, you know what I mean? Like that was, you would never imagine that shit back. It's little simple shit. That's part of our everyday life. Like there was a time your phone was attached to the wall with a cord on it. Like you couldn't even, there was time phone booths. It was phone booths like outside and people put quarters in them and fucking had to call people like that. There was a time I never called nobody. I had to knock on their door or yell at their window. Hey, Mr. Such and Such, can Such and Such come out today? Come out today or yell at the thing. Like technology has taken a lot of things away that like, but 
That's why generation and time changes. So you have to look at it like, you know, shit is fucking crazy. But like, I, like you could order anything on Amazon. Like, you know what I mean? Now it's AI. So they're trying to, it seems like at some point they're trying to get people to be disconnected with people. And I think even prior to COVID, which I'm pretty sure if you look up prior to COVID under the um, CDC, one of the most things that get that have gotten people sick is lack of communication and socialism, socializing with other people. Mm-hmm. Like if like you'll go fucking crazy if you by yourself all the time. Um, humans thrive off of being around other humans and getting cultural experiences and transferring energy and thoughts and verbal exchanges, uh, shit of that nature. But all of that's being kind of pushed out, pushed out the door. And um, one day they might fucking have, I don't want to, do you want an AI pre-rolling your shit? They like, got you know like an AI saying? dentist. Do you, Would you trust them all up in your mouth? Oh, hell no. No that's way. That's a delicate, no, you know, yeah. mouths are different. You know what I mean? You know, even with the regular dentist as it is now, I'm like, you know, <laughs> it's not the best. You yeah. don't enjoy it. So why would I let like you go all there. quick? That's pretty fucking scary right there. How's the little... computer going to smell a bud to say this is fire? How does it know it's fire? Like, you know, nah, it's, it's, not this shit's it's crazy. It is. It's like, like he says, it's a double-edged sword. For every positive, there's a, there's a flip side negative. Yeah. And some outweigh others. You're forced to adapt. Yeah. If you don't, you're fucked. Like if you would have never made a social media account. It would have been a wrap. You, that. It would have been a wrap. business. You can't conduct. You can't. So it's like you're forced into but these it's, things. It's like half and half. It is. It's what you choose. The life you choose. It is. Like, you, you know what I mean? Because if you choose to go, this is what I don't want to do. And like, you know, um, Especially with smoking buds, but smoking buds should give you the, it, for me, it, it sort of gives you the clarity in, in life period and just having an open mind and looking at things from a, from a different perspective. Um, when you're living by wanting to fit in s- to society in a certain way, then yes, you are. If you feel comfortable with being a, like a fucking person who can move above, under, or on the side of the grid, then no, you don't. Like, you know what I mean? But it's the decision of where you at it what particular time in your life and the things you want to do. So some that sometimes depending on what you want to do is how much you have to play into the system. Uh, plus you don't want to do that thing. Then you just say, fuck it and totally go to the side. But you know, it is what true. it is. So you got to kind of, if you want to be relevant in certain places and areas, then yes, you have to figure out ways to use it to your advantage. Like, because even even that is um sometimes content is especially when you you get stoned sometimes content is a little fucking overwhelming when you're just constantly taking content every every few fucking seconds you look at your phone you go to the app you you know you go to IG you go to Twitter you go to Discord you go to whatever the fuck you much whatever you're going to and then it's always seeing other people's thoughts also. And then mm. you don't really take that in into consideration all the time, but you kind of mentally taken on a lot in your, in your think tank by just looking at everybody's thoughts and perspectives. And uh, one guy 
you got a certain amount of people that are fucking joking around. You got a certain amount of people that are judgmental against people who don't do what they do. You got a certain amount of people giving good information. You got a certain amount of people who don't want information at all that just want to entertain. You got a certain amount of people who are going to throw negative energy, positive energy. It's like that's a lot for the human mind to take without, but most people don't really realize it because it's, we're not telling each other that because you're doing it, he's doing it, he's doing it, she's doing it, they're doing it, everybody's doing it. So now it becomes the norm to the point where sometimes you got to go, I, I go, I got to go, let me make sure I, you know, say my prayers, take a shit and brush my teeth, then grab my phone. Like, you know what I mean? Let uh, me show I clean up. Let me show I make sure I play a fucking couple word puzzles and then look at some. And then sometimes it doesn't work at all and you just find yourself in the fucking matrix. And, but you got to figure out what works for your brain. As he's talking about that, I think about when people used to get brainwashed and it would like flip between images and you'd be forced to watch. Like it literally sounds like that as Pretty you're speaking much. of it. I'm like, damn, that sounds like how they used to brainwash people. And then they, if they want to, you know, if you want that negative thought, they go to negative images and they just keep playing them. If they want, you know, this, they go this way. It's interesting. Not going with the norm. How long you been plant-based? About 10 years. Nine years, 10, 10 and the 10 on um, December 31st of this year, 10 what, on New what, Year's what Eve. Do you, what do you say the, the best differences of the feelings and stuff like that are? Uh, my energy and my, 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 my energy and my spirit, I would say. Most people think uh, I became plant-based by total mistake. I was a vegetarian for, um, from 03 to 13, so I just ate fish and other shit but like i ate um every thanksgiving i would eat with my family thanksgiving the 13 i just got sick and decided to go on a three-week cleanse top of the year for, for the new year and um just never went back just never went back i would say my 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 energy and my spirit worked great for my health too you know i used to be 240 pounds uh and i dropped more weight and had eczema, post-nasal drip, cyanitis, all of that shit kind of just left. And um, I just felt better in a, in a better mind state also. I felt m more clear, more in control. You know, um, I believe especially all the shit that's in this food industry, a, a, lot, of it, a lot of it tempers, you know, um, fucks with your temper. It fucks with your chemical balance. So I believe I had a chemical imbalance of some sort. Um, probably wasn't meant to eat a lot of the shit that I was eating and uh, it was throwing me off. So it just got me back to being a, a better me, you know. Um, I'm not the plant-based person who, you know, like I said, I look, at, I look at things from probably different, more different perspectives than the average person. So I don't push it on everybody, but I do push a living a healthy lifestyle. Like we have to start making the better decisions and the best decisions. Like. Like if you're gonna eat, um, you know, if you eat whatever you're eating, make sure it's grass fed, make sure there's no hormones in it, make sure, you know, you sourcing the best shit you possibly can. Start doing the information on the inside of your body as much as the outside of your body. Like we know where our cars are from, our hoodies, our jeans, our sneakers, our watches. We we spend the best for the inside of our body. We should we even buy the best fucking weed we possibly can. But how many times do you flush the inside of your body? How much are you paying the same amount of attention to the inside of your body as the outside of your body? So 
that's a journey we all should be on just to make better human beings, point blank, point blank period. So I'm pretty sure when God made animals, he knew somebody was going to fucking eat an animal. So I don't push plant-based living on everybody, but I do push clean living. And I think you should look into what you're eating. And if I think everybody did, sooner or later, they would gravitate to eating plants. Just, you know, for like more, you know, blame it on cannabis, but I, I can't, after a certain time period now, I can't say what makes a cow or a pig less worthy than my dog. Like I love my dog because it's my dog and it's there, but I can't, I'm in a mind state now where I can't look at a fucking cow and say it deserved to be eight. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That shit might have been cool. Like my dog, if I lived on the farm, I probably had a, yeah. what if it fucking mooed at me every day and like wanted to get fucking petted or some shit like that. Like, like, yeah. so, you know, getting high forces you to think like that. And I'm just all around a plant guy. Nah, that's good though. And all, it's crazy. All those things you listed off that, that left. Do you, do you exercise on top of it? Mm-hmm. You got to yes, check in. Yes, I do. I try to tell this guy, man, you got to be checking in. in. Yeah. He's big on checking in. Yeah. At least three to five times, three, four times a week. Yeah. I'll, otherwise, my for me, it's my mental yeah. starts suffering from it. Like you, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's, it's weird how that works. It's all connected. Mind, body, and soul. That's it's, it. It's all connected. And um, especially with doing this, like I'm 48. I like to chief. Uh, and I like to be put in a box. Like I, I, I can still exercise. I can still walk. I can still hit the pull-up bar. I can still do my push-ups. You know, um, shout out to animals, um, MMA and Yonka. Shout out to my coach too. I still, you know, go spar, go exercise, go try to learn, go be around tougher people than me that are more calm too. Like, cause that brings you in a good mental space too to see people that you know could fuck shit up remain humble. And remain cool. So you got to do things in life that just gets off that energy. Because like you say, you take a lot of fucking energy in. And um, you got to find somewhere to dump that. Like, you know, a lot of people feel, understand people who, and they understand people suffering from depression. But what about rage? There's a lot of people who have fucking rage in them. You got to find a way to get that out in the best way. Especially men. To go, go to the, you know, go to the, mm -hmm. go to the gym. Go exercise. Go. We we got go, testosterone and yeah, stuff built up in us. Yeah. And like so. you said on socials, we're taking on all this feedback, yeah. criticism, um, other shit. You know that you're just scrolling, and it, and it's true that shit builds up. Mm -hmm. You definitely got to have an outlet. No I doubt. Feel like, and it's got to be like something like physical, because it's yeah. like physical energy you taking on. Facts. I agree with you. You know, especially as men, that's that's huge. That's huge game. Yeah. What's your, uh, what's like a go-to uh, spot in New York for plant-based food? You got like a spot that you're just like, man, this is my go-to. I got a few of them. Let me shout out um, 11 Madison Park. We also have a collab peanut butter and jelly with them. That's the only Michelin star um, plant-based restaurant, vegan restaurant, I believe. Uh, go get the Styles PB&J. Go <laughs> order from 11 Madison home. Uh, I love seasoned vegan in Harlem. Right where we at, Stone makes a great. Um, I'm oh, I gotta I gotta check with Chris. Like I may be the first guy who requested back in the days. Uh, uh, he made me a, a, a vegan pizza. He was so he's been a, always a courteous gentleman. So I think I'm the first person that even even 
on the first list of eating a vegan stone pizza. So um, um, shout out to Cuts and Slices and McLaren. You got a great vegan slice too. I'm fucking high. These hash rolls is hitting. I'm trying to think of some other places. Oh, you're smoking the fire ones too, my man. Yeah, shout out to Stacks. I got the sushi now. Come on. The big homie. Yeah. (laughs) Man. It's a lot of good ones. Go to Happy Cow. Happy Cow. Happy Cow. Anywhere you go, it tells you the vegan restaurants in your area. It's a great app. Oh, okay. Okay, shit. Hell yeah. I didn't know about that. Mm -hmm. No. What have you been working on lately? <laughs> Anything new that you've been working on? Stuff bubbling? That Zushi on Zushi smoking. Ooh. This Mamba's. I smoke, man, I smoked that whole joint. And I'm like, all right, where should, where should I roll up next? Like, fire, bro. You did great curation on these. That Thank candy you really did. Yeah, I know. Strain gang. Well, and candy rain, too. Like, we rare strain that yeah. popped out. That's what we're working on. We're working on much. Um, we're working on a few collabs right now. Uh, that, we, that we got popping for our strain gang um opened up a store in scarsdale pharmacy for life actually we ha- have a brick and mortar um juices for life is open in another location uh working on my last solo album working on the locks album and i do have two two artists that um were speaking about doing a collab with so um I'm always working, like I said, you know? It's a long time to stay consistent, man. And your journey's yeah. real dope. Thank and you. Shout out to everything you do for the culture, bro. Thank you. Thank it's, you. It's I really appreciate dope, you, man. man. It's really dope to connect with you and see, like, you know, how many people you've brought together over the years and how humble you remain and how you remain so connected in these different communities because i know it's not just the cannabis community like you're super connected and multiple so as we see and it's it's impressive bro love is love thank thanks for having me man i had a great time bro money power respect come on right i get high i mean bro let's go the anthem we were celebrating those for years every hustler well shit man styles we appreciate you bro thanks for having me episode 94 let's go peace